everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Who is everyone? Hi, listeners, and welcome to David has already corrected Emily in the first 10 seconds. There was no correction. There was a question. That's different. <laughs> oh, and that's exactly why you've tuned in. I guess. Do we say tuned in for podcasts? Well, let's, let's, let's see how it goes. Okay. Who knows? What are we calling this? Who cares? <laughs> No, is that it's what it's called? It's yeah. yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> we didn't check to see if that was already in use. Oh, no. That's fine. We'll figure it out okay. if it is. Uh, if, if Who Cares is already a podcast title, <laughs> the Who Cares podcast. What What was our other name that we came up with? Hi, welcome to Ants Marching, the official Dave Matthews Band podcast. Make me care? I think that's what it was. Make do I care? Or... It seems callous. Do I care? Make me care? Less callous than who cares? <laughs> no, not less callous <laughs> than who cares. Make me care is there. That's an NPR podcast yeah. already. Dang it, NPR. So we can start off by saying, uh, do I care? Do I care? Do I care? Do I? Do I? <laughs> you're you're going to find out. All right, David, do us an intro. Huh? <laughs> okay. Hello, all who what tuned is, in no, to listen, and again, welcome no, to... Start over. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> it was. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm Robert Siegel. That's exactly the game I was playing. Yeah, you're exactly right. Sound like David. Um, What's up, y'all? Welcome to Do I Care? Uh, I'm David. I'm Emily. We're going to find out what we care about. As we tell you what we care about, and then we're going to find out if we can make the other care about something that maybe they were going to care about, maybe they weren't going to care about. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Sure. But this is our first episode. I know what you're thinking. The What the world really needs is one more podcast. Well, we are here to deliver. And also, to be fair, we're doing this because we thought it'd be fun. So oh, yeah. it's really us being selfish. <laughs> it's been fun so honest. far. Yeah, We've yeah, got yeah, yeah. three minutes of unusable audio and yeah. a lot of good times. I can't wait for you guys to hear the outtake. Uh, so... Like David said, basically, the conceit of this podcast is based on our friendship, uh, which is that because of David, I've played a lot of sports and ended up caring about them. <laughs> played so many sports. <laughs> and uh, because of me, David has had to listen to a lot of, like, directors' filmography trajectories. I have a movie pass. Yeah. David has a movie pass because I peer pressured him. Uh, and this, uh, this podcast is based on the idea of peer pressure, that... Uh, we can make the other one care about something by sheer exposition and contagious passion. Yeah, and based on the fact that we are people who are very interested in the things that other people care about. That's true. Even if they're things that we were not already interested in. So that our What's listeners up? can get to know each one of us. What's sure. one thing that you cared about as a kid that maybe like you don't care so much about anymore, but you remember like when you were younger, like that was the thing. I was super into um like die cast airplanes. I was never really like a huge Hot mm. Wheels kid, right? I was not a Hot Wheels kid, but I really liked the little airplanes. And so pretty much any time that I would go to um, Dollar Tree, because it was always Dollar Tree. Like, we'd stop by Dollar Tree, like, after church or something. Yeah. I'd always go to see if they had a new little toy airplane that I could buy, or more accurately, ask my mom to buy uh, to add to the collection. Uh, ooh, or Pokemon cards. That's another good one that I used to care about a lot. Yeah. I don't care about it all. Mm, you don't care about the cards anymore, but you still... That's why I was very specific. Pokemon cards, yes. Yeah. 
Do you want to ask me the question back, or do you want to ask me a different question that puts me on the spot? No, actually, you know, because I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I'm genuinely curious. What is the thing that you really cared about as a child that you don't care about anymore? Or conversely, what's the thing that you cared about as a child that you are surprised that you still care about? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, like, this is going to be an easy answer for a person who was a female in the 2000s, but, like, I can't believe that two of the three Jonas Brothers are still, like, I think about each of them, like, once a week-ish. You know, like... You for sure thought they were going to be one of those Disney Channel flash in the pan move on. Well, I thought they were going to be my husband, and then I thought they were going to be flash in the pan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and now I, like, watched Jumanji with my mom, and she was like, is that Nick Jonas? And I was like, now you recognize Nick Jonas? Now, this time Mm -hmm. in my life, you choose to recognize this person? For sure. And, like, Joe Jonas is in that band that has all the letters of dance but is not pronounced dance i was going to ask which was which because i know nick jonas is in jumanji and that's kind of as far as i get i knew that two of them were relevant but it it, like they're almost they're they're like right under the level of the kardashians right yeah only like i only like a year and a half ago figured out which of the different kardashians were which it's fair i'm still like the the jonas brothers still in that stage was like i know that there are a number of them i know they have relevance but i can't tell you much more than that Joe is taller and Nick is like shorter. Wow. <laughs> and Joe is engaged to Sansa from Game of Thrones for some reason. I didn't know this. Yeah, that's thought, weird. I thought it was weird from day one. It has not gotten less weird. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I'll tell them that you should not be on the guest list. Uh, no, I, I'll go. Why not? Well, yeah. it depends on where it is. If they get married in like Saskatchewan, I'll probably pass. <laughs> if I don't know what airport I'm supposed to fly into... Maybe. <laughs> That's it. Or if it's anywhere that gets over 130 degrees in the summer. Not. I'll show up for a wedding. That seems fun. No way. Well, I mean, so I don't know the science. Is 130 degrees like, will I pass out? Will I, I die? Don't, it feels if it's like, not habitable, no, I won't go. I feel but. like anywhere around Arizona is just a fire fest waiting to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that, though. I feel like, like, I'm just going for the weekend, right? Because it's just the wedding. Yeah. It's not like I'm having to move there. It's not an experience I would look forward to. I don't know. I like I like hot. Also, nice. Have, have you been to Arizona? Have I? I don't know. I've judged it for a long time. I may as well have been there. <laughs> Make I me mean, care about Arizona. I mean, no, I'm just saying because I mean, you know, my brother lived in Tucson for I don't know, like five years or something like that. Huh. It's crazy hot, right? But it is so dry, especially you because you you've lived like in a place that has some amount of moisture in the air. It is so dry that a lot of time you don't realize how hot it is. Like I have distinct memories of visiting my brother there in, in Tucson, and we're like riding around in the car and thinking to myself. Oh, the weather's so nice. The sun's out. It's nice and warm. There's a breeze going. And then we drove by a bank. And the bank said, it is now 2.15 p.m. The temperature is 113 degrees. I was like, huh? What you? What you? What you mean? Huh? What? what? Fahrenheit? What? Yeah. Yeah, Fahrenheit? Well, hopefully. (laughs) It's like, what? So, just saying, you might be pleasantly surprised by how you wouldn't want to move there, but you could probably you could probably last a couple of days. That's fair. Yeah. Thank you for your confidence in something I'll never test out. You know. Yeah. They make they make SPF 100. And I have Pro- it. Probably. I don't actually know. <laughs> right on cue. That's 50. That's 50, but I put yeah. it on twice. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm, math. Okay, so the conceit of this podcast is: Do you you keep looking at me when I use the word conceit? Is that actually happening on my face? I thought that was just happening in my head. No, it's happened twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
the first time I thought you meant to say concept, and then no. you said conceding yourself. So I was like, oh, she knows she's meaning to use conceit, which means you know of a definition of conceit that I am not particularly familiar with. I'm about to call in a third party uh, judge on this question. Alyssa, uh, this is our guest producer, Alyssa Butel. I was assuming um, you were right. No, like we're going to get her sweet dulcet tones in here. Am I using the word conceit correctly? I don't think you're. <laughs> I think it's right. That pause. It sounds right, but I don't actually know. Mm. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> okay, so the conceit of the. Yep. What? Yeah, a central conceit of a work of fiction is the underlying assumption, which must be accepted by the audience with suspension of disbelief, so the plot may be seen as plausible. Mm. See, so I'm that's, not like, so, not I'm, really that's right. Not quite, no, that's not quite right. This is not quite a conceit. A conceit is an idea, a collection of ideas, which enables the world of the story. That's closer. That's a lot closer. Yeah. Nope, yeah. I'm okay. good with that. That works for me. Just so we're um, clear, I took you at your word. I just assumed I didn't know it. Well, yeah. I didn't know the definition. Yeah, okay. I was I right on board. Great, that's my goal. So, the... Underlying idea of this show is that conceit, one might say, one might say, and then spend two minutes googling, um, is that David and I will each come to the table with an idea that the other one might or might not care about, and we will try to make the other one care about it. Is that fair to say? That is extremely fair. To Great. Say. So who should go first? Um, I'll start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So you ready for this? Took me a second, but I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that the song? Uh, it's the one with like the weird little voice. Like, da, 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 da. I don't know. Do you know? No, this about? is the song. Are y'all ready for this? Yes, but I'm trying to remember that song. Anyway, yeah. Okay. I just think of the Lego Movie when Shaq's like, "Are y'all ready for this?" And he's like, and then he constructs the thing and he throws the basketball at him and he's like, "Oh no, they were ready for that." Y'all, I'm so excited for this Kyrie Irving movie. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. I, I, don't even, I don't think it's going to be good. Just maybe so that'll be next week's record. topic, because I saw so that trailer, and I was like, I know this is something, and I'm missing it entirely. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure. Is Uncle I'm, Drew? Yeah. yeah. I'm, have you not seen any of these videos? No, I totally have. I love them. I watch them every night before we'll I go watch, to sleep. We'll, no, we'll watch some Uncle Drew videos. You want to talk about needing to maintain like a certain conceit to, um, to like accept it they're mostly nonsense great the internet videos uh i'm pretty sure it was literally just where Kyrie Irving was like you know i'm like a young millennial basketball player i'm more than just basketball i really want to like stretch out my directing chops i have this idea yeah. pepsi will you let me do it and they were like yeah sure Kyrie Irving and then they did it and it turned web series and i had zero thought that it would ever become a movie but it yeah. used to be a movie um but just based on the trailer i think it's gonna be real funny i just like lisa leslie Right? Yeah. Walking down the street with that bat, I was like, oh, I don't even know where this is headed. Uh, and, then, and then when Shaq just punches in the face, he says, that's the first, that's, that sucker punched the first free throw you ever hit. I I died. I was like, I have to watch this. I'm I'm going to fall apart. I have that's to great. Watch Sorry about that. I got excited for a second because that movie is going to be, I think that movie is going to be hilarious. This is great. This is exactly the kind of patience testing we need to do to our audience right away. First episode. Are you not patient? Oh, they're patient. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't care. I could listen to it. But no, no, that checks out. Okay. Um. All right. So here's my question for you. Not mm-hmm. well. Last. We already know the question. Here's my statement that predicates the question. Wilt Chamberlain mm-hmm. once led the NBA in assists. Do you care? Do you think you will care at the end of this? 
I remember hearing something one time about, like, if this is the person I'm thinking of, it was interesting, but not enough for me to remember. So I will say tentative, yes? One to ten. I'm, I, I want mm. either give me scale of one to ten. How much do you think you are, or give me odds that you will be interested? One of the. Ugh, I just learned how you to do just odds. What odds were? So. <laughs> I knew what odds were. I just didn't know how to do them. Fair enough. People will be like, "Yeah, thirty to ninety-six, <laughs> that it'll happen," and I'd be like, "Yeah, totally. Hey, that's hey, good, bad." Hey, twins are plus one twenty to win the series. Isn't that wild? And you're like, "Like, uh-huh. oh, that's crazy." Twins uh-huh. in the baseball game. I would say, like. Forty percent chance I will care. Okay, I can work with that for sure. Let's launch into it and find out. First, out of curiosity, I would like to know. You said you heard something interesting about something moderately interesting about you think about Will Chamberlain. What do you remember hearing? He's super tall. You remember hearing that Will Chamberlain is super tall? Yeah, he's super tall. Is that it? He's a tall dude, and in my mind, he has a square head, but I don't know why. <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> uh... I don't think he has a particularly square head. Okay. Maybe? I don't know. No. I he, know. No, he's not like a dude. You don't look Maybe at me. Maybe he has think, like oh, a high. Li- he's not a dude. You look at me, you're like, oh, you got a little box head. Like, he's not one of those Does guys. he have like a, a high top fade? Like, not not even a little bit. Man, no. that's a bummer. Well, first of all, he's he 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 no longer is. Oh. Um, mm. I'm so sorry for but, disrespecting his memory by suggesting that he had a square head. No, he did. He, but I don't think he did. Cool. I, I only, I only, I didn't mean that to like shame. It. I just meant like just so you know, as we continue forward, you don't have Great. to keep talking in the present tense. He has passed away. Okay. You are absolutely correct that Will Chamberlain was tall. He was seven foot one, in fact. That's stupid. Uh, it's pretty tall. <laughs> Nobody should it? be that tall. However, so that's how tall Shaq is, right? Oh, but that's Sha- fine. But so Shaq is, you know, a just, just um, just a a mountain that yeah. somehow was a human <laughs> being, right? A rounded mountain. No, that's Charles Barkley, round mountain of rebound. Oh. Okay. But, but the look you gave me was like, what are we doing right now? Um, so if Shaq is a rounded mountain. A rountain. Sure, absolutely. Moving on. Uh, that became a human being. Let the record show, Alyssa laughed at that. Or at least opened her mouth to pretend to laugh at it. Doesn't matter. I think she laughed a little bit. Great. Um, I did. Woo! I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. If, if Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. is a mountain... A right. rock that is the, has been made into a human being. Well, Chamberlain was the world's tallest redwood. Mm. Not sequoia, but redwood no. turned into a human being. Without a doubt, one of the most impactful and best play people to ever play professional basketball in this world. Okay. So you play in the NBA from 1959 to 1973. Okay. So not even close to being relevant time. anyway for like an hour time frame but just in the history of the nba um one of the true like genuine just sea changing players you know what yeah. I mean? like you, you talk about once in a generation this dude is maybe like once in a couple generations um how long do you guys normally stay in the nba you know it varies wildly the average nba career is three years okay whoa right that's, three no that's why it's such an insane like risk to do it right yeah but, but, I mean, if you're like an NBA star, I mean, you can last a long time. Kareem, I think, still has the record. I think he played like 19 years. Uh, I think Kobe played from 2000. No, Kobe played from 1996 to 2016, whenever he retired. So, like the same thing. LeBron's entering his 15 year right now. I figured. Um, 
So it varies pretty wildly. It all depends on, like, you know, situation, how good you are, what kind of injury luck you have. Sometimes you can stay in the league a really long time just for being big. Uh, like, if you're a seven-footer, sometimes that means that you're going to be able to play 10, 15 years just because, turns out, even if you're not good anymore, turns out you're still seven feet tall, and that still matters, you know? That's nice. how you can get, like, there are guys in the league who are, like, seven feet tall who, well, less so now, but there had definitely have been guys who, like, were never good at basketball, <laughs> but they were seven feet tall, which meant, you know, that alone makes them useful and right. valuable, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you get some guys where, like, because you're so big, your body breaks down. Yeah. So for him to play from 59 to 73, especially at that time period, pretty impressive, pretty singular. Um, it has a lot to do with him being a one-of-a-kind athlete and, and, and him being as good as he was. Yeah. So just to start, I'm going to rattle off some of his stats, okay? So these are his point-per-game average for every season that he was in the NBA. I'm just going to go season by season. 37.6 points a game, 38.4, 50.4, 44.8, 36.9, 34.7, 38.9, 30.1, You get the idea. That's a lot. Uh, that's just like the first half of his career. The second half of his career really tails off. He starts to average like 24 points a game, you know, that sort of thing. And then his last two seasons were the 14 and 13. Hmm. Uh, also, his rebounding numbers, um, just starting at the top, 27 rebounds a game. <laughs> 27.2, 25.7, 24.3, 22.3, 22 22.9. Uh, his NBA career, he averaged 30.1 points a game and 22.9 rebounds a game. Okay, what are the normal numbers for this? If you can average 20 and 10 for your career, that's amazing. Okay. Name a current player who you think is really, really good, and I'll tell you his career average. That's Kevin seven. Durant, shouldn't have left Oklahoma. Renamed Durant, Oklahoma. Hashtag renamed Durant, Oklahoma. I have I have a hot take at the end of this, so, you know. You it's, always it's do. related. No, I don't. I'm not the hot take guy. That's you, Little Caesars. Don't. I'm editing that out. Uh, <laughs> what, that your name is Little Caesars? <laughs> Little CB, you gave yourself that name. Uh, so Kevin Choke. Durant, so Kevin Durant, who is also like six foot eleven, but also plays like small forward, not center, but still. Right, classic. His career average point per game is twenty seven point one points a game, seven rebounds, four assists. Oh wow! So for him to average, first of all, I'm pretty sure that the the like the player who aver- like the most a guy is going to average rebounds per game these days is going to be like fourteen a game. To average 20-plus boards a game is nonsense. Most players in the NBA never get 20 rebounds in one game, let alone average it for an entire season of, like, 50, 60, 70-plus games, right? Right. I'm going to level with you. Yeah. I'm not caring yet. That's fine. You're not supposed to care. Because this is just telling you, like, this dude scores so many points. Because, like, you're getting this idea, right? Yeah. The dude scored a lot of points. He got a lot of rebounds. Great. Um, Nice. I didn't think you're going to care about it yet. And again, this has a lot to do with him just being like this singular athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So he averaged 30 and 18 just in college. And that was on top of him running the 100-yard dash in 10 seconds. Sure. (laughs) Uh, He was 7 foot 1. He could reach 9 foot 6 inches in the air just on standing. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, had a wingspan of 7 foot 2, right? So, you know this guy's amazing. Yes. Uh, He gets to the NBA. He's just taking the world by storm. Killing the league. He has a nemesis, Bill Russell, you've maybe heard of. Bill Ugh. Russell was six foot nine, so way smaller, but just way small. Just what a tiny dude. I mean, but he just knew how to win. That dude, yeah. he won 11 titles, 11 rings. Bill Ru- uh, Wilt Chamberlain eventually wins one, but it's not until like the tail end of his career when he plays with the Lakers. I think 
Is there a Bill Russell thing in uh, basketball and other things? Almost certainly. Great. Yeah. Yeah, then that's um, where I read it. Thank you, Shea Serrano. Yeah. You can write a book about the NBA and not have Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain in there somewhere. Great. Oh, Will Chamberlain. He's also the only person in the, NBA, in the history of the NBA to ever score 100 points in one game. Will Chamberlain is? Yes. Will Chamberlain did that. Wow. Next, yeah. No one has. No. No one else. The next, close, yeah. the next closest person, Kobe Bryant, who scored 81 Loser. in 2006. Well, Chamberlain scores 100 points in 1962, okay? Wow. Like, that's how long it took for anyone to get, like, anywhere close to that. So, like, that just tells you. It's like, impressive. Yeah. So, he's an he's insane shooter. He was a character. He wrote a book once where he claimed to have slept with over 20,000 women in his lifetime. You know? To which everyone... Well, yes? Sure. To which everyone said, yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, he. but he swore to the day he died. He's like, no, I I kept track. I, had, I slept with 20,000 women and... Not a single one of them were married. I always checked first. <laughs> what what a stellar yeah. guy. It's yeah, amazing yeah. that he had time to sleep yeah. with 20,000 yeah, yeah, women yeah. and do background checks on all of them. Yeah. He also um, was very prone. One of the major criticisms that people had of him was that he didn't care enough about winning. He cared too much about the other stuff, like his stats. Like, sure. You know, getting a lot of points and getting rebounds. And they, that seems would... to be a good way to win, though. Well, I think that was always his argument, right? Yeah. Where he was like, if I'm averaging 50 points and 25 rebounds a game, am I not really trying to help my team win, right? Yeah. But the problem is, like, oftentimes they would lose in the playoffs, right? So that, that was always the knock mm. on him. But yeah, so you get the idea. He, this guy, he's a real character. He agreed to fight Muhammad Ali in a 15-round match. Sure. What? Was, yeah, yeah, he absolutely he's did. He's 7-1. There's no way. Yeah, no, he absolutely agreed to do it. And it no. was all set up. His he was gravity ready to go. is way too spread You're out. You're telling me. No, he had 100% agreed to do it. Ali had agreed to do it. And... Also, this is one of those things where, like, I feel like the world, in a lot of ways, was just so insane in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, where, like, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. it's super normal now. Yeah, the best NBA, can you imagine right now, it's like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but the, the best NBA player in the world just agreed to fight, like, this really famous boxer. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that? It would blow your mind, right? But, yeah, so that's that's just kind of the world he lived in. Like I said, the knock was that he didn't care enough about basketball, right? He didn't care enough about winning. All he cared about was his stats. And he said, that's not true. Um... And people said he was super selfish, and that's why he did was scoring pass. And he said, no, I care about way more than the stats. Will Chamberlain did a thing that no one else has ever done to this day, and probably will never do ever again, which is lead the entire league in assists as a center. Because if you're the center, you, you don't get to run the offense. You just do it if you're a center, you score. You score, you rebound, you set screens, you block shots. But generally, you're not the... Like, there are certain exceptions. Um, LeBron plays center. Draymond Green plays center. Nikola Jokic plays center. They all are great assists. But generally, you don't... You're not running the offense. You're not trying to set up guys to score yeah. if you're the center. Yeah. Um, yeah, one season, he leads the entire league in assists. Eight per game. The next season, eight and a half per game. And every other season of his career, he averages like three or four a game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very apparent... Where he just did that because, hey, I can, you know? Yeah. And then after that, and that's like halfway through his career, after that, he just goes back to no more assists. Yeah. Which is just like, I don't know, that doesn't really help his case. When he was like, no, 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 I, I wasn't that kind of guy. I didn't care about, you know, I was, I'm not just about stats. I'm trying to win. But then to be like, well, you know, maybe I'll just lead the league in assists because I'm capable of doing that and then show him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Fair. That kind of shows you how it's different, uh, which leads to potentially a hot take. All right. I'm ready. He was just, you know, that's he, he was just his generation's Russell Westbrook. Okay, here's what I know about Russell Westbrook. He's bad at passing to other people. He just wants to get the glory. And this may not be, like, current information. But he's also, like, sort of the savior of the Thunder right now. Because there's no, like, because Kevin Durant left and Harden left. And I don't blame Harden. That's what I know yeah. about Westbrook. Correct see, me. All of that sounds pretty similar, actually. Okay. To what they say about, um, to what they said about 
Wilt. Was I um, right? Uh, I mean, that's one narrative. Just okay. like with Wilt, like there's two sides to every story, right? Right. But also, it's kind of hard to claim that he never passes when he averages 10 assists a game, like like Westbrook has for both, right. both the last two seasons. Right. But at the same time, you totally watch the game. It's like, I feel like you're getting the assist because you want the stat of the assist. Okay. So... That's just, you know, if you hear people talking about him, yeah. know that we've been here before. Yeah. If yeah. I saw Russell Westbrook on the street, I would not know who he was. I, I believe can, that. I can keep I can seven. You, I can assure you that he would turn your head, though. Okay. I can keep, like, six or seven basketball current basketball players in my head at one time. Who you got? I got Michael Jordan still playing, right? That was a joke. I'm kidding. Continue. Yeah. yeah um, I got Steph Curry. I got LeBron. And I'm just ready for him to fall out of my basketball brain and get into my movie brain. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. It's time for LeBron's film career. Uh-huh. That's a hot take. I know what Kevin Durant looks like. I know what Harden looks like. Uh, Manu Ginobili still doing the thing? Yeah, he's yeah. still kicking. He's yeah, still I know around. what he looks like. Okay. Um, and then there's that one who kind of looks like a knockoff Kyle Drogo. Mm-hmm. He's got a square <laughs> head. He definitely has a square head. I don't know who you're talking He's about. got a strong brow. Maybe he's not a Spurs. Oh, no, he's a thun- he plays for the Thunder. Oh, he's Thunder, yeah, yes. No, you're thinking of Steven Adams. Yeah. Wait. Okay, I'm going back. And yeah. then there's Steven Adams on the Thunder. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I yeah. won't have edited that, and I won't have said that he was a Spur instead of a Thunder. I just feel like he kind of looks like a knockoff, like, Call Drogo, kind of. Like. Are you know. saying that because I said it? Did you? Yeah, I did. I was like the guy who looks like a knockoff Call Drogo. Oh, I missed that. We'll play the okay. tape back. Yeah, and those are the guys I've got. We'll just edit this all out. Yeah, and John Cena, everybody's favorite basketball player. That dude, no, he doesn't play any basketball. He's single, ladies, but I don't want to spoil my topic. Okay, all right, well, cool. Um, <laughs> Hannah Gakey texted me this morning, was like, John Cena's single again, and I was like, CB, it's on. You cannot. Don't no, block this. Not. You absolutely need to behave. Blockers in theaters um, now. I should probably go watch that. It's funny. Is it good, though? Um... Uh, Fair enough. That's fine. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> but enough, I'm going to cut this yeah, part yeah. out, too, because I, I can't have my grandma listening to this podcast and knowing I sell blockers. I'll probably <laughs> just tell her next time I see her. So, yeah. So, that's Will Chamberlain. Um, cool. It just kind of shows, like, both it both fills you in on this really kind of, like, pivotal figure in the NBA. Like, they literally changed rules in the NBA just because he came into the league. Ugh, I they love made, that. Yeah. Every rule has a name. Yeah. He used the, to like, say that at camp. The lane, they had to widen it just because he was in it. They created yeah. a three-second rule where you can't stand the paint forever for him because he would just stand the paint and just, you know, dunk the ball. Oh, time. I broke that rule a bunch of times without knowing it in intramural basketball. Yeah, I think they let you get away with it because you don't look exactly like Will Chamberlain. Yeah, but also they didn't let me get away with it twice in a row. And I was like, what? Why are we stopping? <laughs> <laughs> and Parker was like, uh, you broke the rule a bunch right you've in a row. Been, and I was uh, like, what? You've been doing that a lot. <laughs> Three seconds? Yeah. That's not enough time. Yeah. So yeah, that's Will Chamberlain leading the league cool. assist for no reason other than to prove he could and then never doing it again, even though he always had the ability. That is impressive. But also, like, what is, like, what does that say about the sport of basketball? Like, I don't know. What does it say about the sport of basketball? I don't, it just I makes don't me feel like, like, assist is the friendliest thing you can do in a basketball game, right? I mean, we could talk about this all day, and we really don't have to. But, I mean, this is kind of, you know, because basketball is a game that five people play at a time against five other people at a time, there's any number of ways that a particular thing can be helped to another team, right? If, you, if you're if you getting 20 rebounds a game, 
you know, like 12 defensive rebounds a game. Yeah. You were doing your team a huge service That's by going down into the paint and mucking around and like throwing elbows and clearing space to make sure that the other team can't do anything with the ball. You're making it easier for all of your teammates to play defense. Uh, you're giving your team more offensive possessions. Maybe you don't score at all. Maybe your whole thing is just to rebound. Like that's yeah. super helpful. Yeah. If your only thing is to do assists, yeah, that actually could be a hindrance sometimes. Like there are guys right now in the NBA who are an amazing passers, but end up being like a net negative to their team because they can't shoot. So then, yeah. the, so then what does the other team do? They straight up just don't guard them, you know? So, yeah. But yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Who was the guy who like scored a bunch of free throws by like underhanding the ball? So that was Rick Barry. Yeah. He played for the Trailblazers in, I think, the 80s. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, he did. And he was really great at it. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because Will Chamberlain was a terrible free throw shooter, like 50%. Just there are all these ways that this guy is just like actually a very interesting, unique character. Yeah, like so weird. 50%. And apparently one season he started shooting underhand and was killing it, like 80%, and then stopped doing it. He said it made him feel like he looked silly. It so, does look silly. It does, but do you want to win? Like, I mean, if you... Okay, so this is you, the question. Yeah. How stupid would you look to win? To put up the W every time, how stupid would you look? Very. Very? Yeah. Do you think you reach a point of, like, diminishing returns on, like, I guess it's, what's the opposite of diminishing returns? Like, you reach a point where you don't look stupid because you're winning so much? Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. I think I think people would start being like, well, you look ridiculous. And then after a while, they'd be like... Yeah, that guy's won six titles. He can look however he wants. I have so little dignity when I step out onto any sort of sports arena field court mm -hmm. uh, that as soon as I like get out there, that one shred of dignity that I have is like my <laughs> lifeline and I will not give it up for anything. I don't think that even if I like knew I was guaranteed to win, I could mm -hmm. give up that little, that little thread that I'm clinging to. One time, this was one all year, actually. Uh, one all year, I was playing in a I am championship game for basketball. Right, um, I show up to the game and realize I don't have any shorts. Like I, just, I just forgot my basketball. Oh shorts. boy! I have my shoes. I have a shirt. I don't have any shorts. I asked my teammates, "Does anyone have any shorts?" No one has shorts. Of course not. One guy, he's like, "I've got a pair of track pants that I wore to the game." This guy is about five foot nine. Oh no. Uh I'm guessing like 155, 160. And he holds up these pants and I'm just like, oh, it's not Wait, so it's just pants. It's just like leggings. Like they're like track pants, but yes, they're on my body like leggings. That's exactly <laughs> right. And I was like, this is what we have. This is what we have. And I played that whole game in leggings. I played pretty well. And we won the game. We won the title. I got my T-shirt. We won the game, right? All right. Would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, wow. In fact, one. In fact, one of the guys from that team. So that was one all year. One of the guys from that team. I was talking like from one of the guys from the other team, the team that we beat. I was talking to him a couple weeks ago. And he was telling me he remembered. Uh, <laughs> he remembers that game, and he says uh, his whole team. They were just talking about. <laughs> So this I don't remember, but he says I was, like, killing them. Like, he says I was just, like, raining threes from all over the court. Yeah, I said, think that sounds says, right. And he says in the huddle, they're all just like, man, we got to do something about this dude in the tight pants, man. What do we <laughs> do about it? <laughs> like, I don't know where he came from. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he's planting those but pants. But he's so fast. But he's got really, no resistance. But it's really causing problems. We got to do something about this dude in tight pants. <laughs> he's so and aerodynamic. So, yeah. And so if you ask me, 
I make that trade every single time. To have that whole team being like, yo, this dude looks ridiculous Mm-mm. in these leggings, but he is killing us. We're going to lose this game. What do we do? I will make that trade every single time. That's Absolutely. amazing. 100%. I think you took me from like 40% to like 65 I, I'm so, that's, yes. Great. Beautiful. If I get you over the halfway mark, that's all. Okay, that's, excellent. I was skeptical, frankly. I mean, because me so like was I. Led, the, led a sports league in a particular statistical category? Well, Come on. D- don't get me wrong. I don't care about the sports league or the statistical category. Exactly. I care about the, like, what does that say about him as a person? Yes. You got that. That's 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 Great. actually where I was going with it. Perfect. Exactly. Beautiful. All right. Great job, David. 25% gain. That's pretty good. I think I'll have probably, it'll be easier on the front end for me because you're a history person. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having like a casual conversation about generals of the Civil War over breakfast last weekend. How are you going to out me like that? It's so funny. <laughs> Because so you like David like had a tweet open so and he rude. like so he was <laughs> what was it was so funny because you were like looking at your phone and you were like relatable like this is a tweet for me <laughs> you turned hang on what was the tweet I'm gonna go look at it I'm so bad <laughs> I can get a... oh I can't believe I didn't know you tweeted the little Caesars thing I hate you. <laughs> Mike French. I'm going to follow him, but I'm angry. Oh, did he like it? Yeah. He said done and done. That's so rude. Love it. I haven't well, been on Twitter. I'm gonna so sift through basketball. You didn't tag me in it, so how was I supposed to know? I assumed you would see it eventually. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <I was> right. <laughs> okay. So we were at breakfast, and he, David's like, "Anybody else do this?" Turns the phone around, and it says. Ever since I started reading more about the Civil War, I spend like five minutes a day thinking, man, George McClellan was terrible. And David retweets this and goes, it me, it me, like a normal millennial. Isn't just like, George McClellan, what a blight on my day. She's hope. Wait, I saw that tweet and I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa oh, saw the tweet and was confused about George McClellan. You maybe we're going to have to use that on going forward, man. George McClellan was such a bad general and honestly probably made the Civil War last at least a year and a half longer than it had. Oh, so. boy. Okay, so I don't care about George McClellan. I was, I was doing it ironically uh-huh. I was not doing it like haha just like any other millennial it me I was like this is me and I understand that it is ridiculous and hilarious that it is me but I'm going to own it because it will let it will be funny at my expense and that is fine and it was funny at your expense in a recorded medium for posterity yeah that okay. I was that I was, don't think I also was ready to, start, to to be ready but okay that's fine that's fine that's fine okay <laughs> so here's my statement Mary Queen of Scots her oh, probably second... Too. Wait, do you know about this? No, go ahead. Oh, my God. I, okay. I don't know if I know. Go ahead. I'm know. so excited. Mary, Queen of Scots' second husband was Henry Stuart, Lord Darnley. Tell me right now, scale of one to ten, or percentages, how much you care about that statement. I I, I almost feel like I, I know of this already, but I, because I don't know... I can't remember what it is. I feel like I'm required to say 45 because I can't truly care about something I don't know. But honestly, as soon as you say Mary Queen of Scots, I'm like, I'm probably interested in whatever happens after that. So it's like, it's like, I I guess I have to put it right around the 45, 50 mark. Great. Okay. I'm ready for this. I'm so excited. I'm I'm a little worried that like 
30 seconds in, I'm going to remember who it is and like freak out and be like, no, it's, it's like 70. But we'll see. Let's, so this let's is see like, happens. this is what I've cobbled together today from like Wikipedia and various sources and like my memories from taking a tutor class in uh, undergrad and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. listening to stuff you missed in history class. So this is like... English major, right, right. Yeah, history minor. So Mary Queen of Scots, total babe. Just like, mm-hmm. that is like the the one of the themes of her life is that she's a total babe and it makes her life harder. This is like... Did you do you remember the skit, the SNL skit where Tina Fey first played Sarah Palin, and it was her and Amy Poehler as Hillary Clinton? Maybe it's, I think I'm sure. I promise this is related. Mm-hmm. It was so good because like the whole joke was like Hillary and Sarah Palin address the nation together, and Sarah Palin's like, "Stop being sexist about how hot I am," and Hillary Clinton's like, "Stop being such a jerk about." You know, the way I look and that I look bullish and manly and pantsuit and all that stuff. But, I very much remember this. Yeah, yes. It was like the two ugly sides of the coin. Can't so yeah. Mary, Queen of Scots, and her cousin Elizabeth I, Mary's obviously Queen of Scotland, Elizabeth's Queen of England. Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth I are on the same side of the coin of like, Absolutely. yeah, like, <laughs> yes. stop calling me manly, you know, all stop that stuff. And to, then stop asking me when I'm getting married. Yeah. And <laughs> but Mary, Queen of Scots is like, stop courting me all these men it's so hard like stop photoshopping my head onto like a bikini girl it's so difficult which is like both bad right so that's kind of like the dynamic and it's so funny because the two women were like mary queen of scots and elizabeth the first were like rivals slash pen pals slash like the original frenemies like Mm -hmm. they were writing to each other all the time Hmm. but like spoiler alert elizabeth the first executed mary queen of scots um and like i don't know not that there is an execution that is justified, but, like, you get her reasoning. Mary was born in 1542. She is six days old when her dad dies and she ascends to the throne of Scotland. But when she's a kid, they move her to France because she gets engaged to the Prince of France, the Dauphin, when she's, like, three. Le Dauphin. I knew you were going to go for it. Oh, it's fun. Anytime you say anything mildly in French, David will say the real French thing. <laughs> It's like a tick. A like, little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna get a croissant. Le croissant. <laughs> Le croissant avec mes beurre. Are you done? J'ai fini. Uh. So she moved to France. People are ruling Scotland in her place or whatever. So she when I didn't know about this t- until today, but when. Mary goes to France. She has like four lady servants, you know, like people who are her own age. Like Padme has her little mm. like cadre of lookalike, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't be crispy about Padme right now. We're not bringing this in on I'm, the first episode. I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. do it. But. Uh, but they were all named Mary, and which is like such a bummer that like Mary is in charge, and the four people serving her are all Marys. Mm-hmm. If I were queen, I would just be like Mary and watch them all like come running. Uh, Mary goes to France. She's a teenager in France. She gets married when she's like 15 to the prince that she's been waiting her whole life to marry. And he ascends the throne a year later and he dies a year after that. So she gets shipped back to Scotland. Uh, and people want Elizabeth to declare that Mary is going to be her heir because Mary's younger and hotter and Elizabeth is not getting married and not having children and is aging out of the age where she can have children and people are like, please just give us. But that creates this rivalry because Elizabeth wants to be the one and only and doesn't want anybody to come in and rebel against her and Mary's like a great figurehead. She doesn't want to tell them who's going to replace her if, right. if they knock her off. Because then they're like, oh, 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 we maybe, like her. Maybe yeah. we'll just do that now. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Mary, in my mind, she's just this beautiful 
beautiful, lovely, sweet, romantic person because she gets back to Scotland and there's this guy. When her husband had died in France, this guy, Henry Stuart Lord Darnley, his parents had sent him to France to like console her. No, and like, yeah, 1561, he like comes to France and is like, I'm so sorry, your husband died. And she's like, oh, what a nice young Scottish man. And so she comes back to Scotland. Does she not do it like in a Scottish accent? Uh, she probably did. Uh, so she comes back. <laughs> it was worth a shot, wasn't it? She was... note, I, I don't know if our listeners will be familiar with the Scottish accent. Can you please demonstrate? So uh, he comes up to her and he's like, grabs her hand and he's like, if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? And she's like, this is 1561. Uh, she remembers that's what, that's it. what produces her for it. Yeah. Thanks for producing me, Alyssa. Uh, so she comes back to Scotland. Or she comes back in 61, but her and Lord Darnley meet again in 65. And it's like love again at first. You know, at second sight. Like she remembers his accent and everything. And Which, isn't, it, isn't it a huge red flag just when she's like, oh, my name is Lord Darnley. It's like... That's what sound, I'm saying. Immediately sounds like like that's like saying, oh yeah, my name is uh my name is Demetrius oh I like Demetrius Ocasanova. And you're like your name is what? <laughs> so uh, you are a problem. You're saying Demetrius Ocasanova is the modern day Darnley. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I want you to know that like two hours ago Emily said the exact same thing about the guy's name. <laughs> I did. She called it out. Yeah. Lord Darnley. Like, okay. Like yeah. that guy's a scrub. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite things. Elizabeth the <laughs> first. A scrub. That's what grandmas call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you good? Good. Okay, Great. Uh, Elizabeth I called Darnley a long lad because he was over six feet tall, and that was too tall to Elizabeth. Elizabeth was like, nope, too tall, long lad. Yeah, and so she's lad. like, right, and Mary's like, I love this guy. And Elizabeth's like, huh, long lad. Um, <laughs> they got married like five months after the second time they met. Uh, Lord Darnley has like a decent claim to the English throne. Mary has a pretty good claim to the English throne. And Elizabeth is like, oh, these kids are getting together so that they can, like, overthrow me. And Mary is just, like, full hard eyes, like, finally my love match. Like, I haven't watched the TV show Rain, mm. but if they tell you that she was in love with Francis, they are romanticizing it. Anyway. I didn't understand any of those words. So the worst part of their wedding is that their honeymoon is basically just, like, running around Scotland trying not to get in a war with the people who didn't want her to be married to him. Hello, so, yeah, so it is called the Chase About Raid. <laughs> Chase yeah, so rain. go click that li- Wikipedia link. They just ran around Scotland not engaging in battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her army in the chase about raid got back up from a guy named James Hepburn, 4th Earl of Bothwell. And it's not the last time you will hear his name. It sounded like something that should have been said in a Scottish accent, but oh well. The Earl of Change Your Fate, which... <laughs> <laughs> Change That's all I have. Change your fit. Basically, as soon as they get married, because his name is Darnley and he's fulfilling the prophecy of being a scrub, he gets bored and he gets greedy. And he's the king consort because his wife is the queen. And sometimes the women have the jobs and the men are the supporters. Really, I'm a fun person. Um, <laughs> and so Lord Darnley's called uh, the king consort, but he wants to be have the quote-unquote crown matrimonial which just means that like he will get the throne when Mm. mary dies and she's like absolutely not and he gets really mad uh because he's an adult who can handle disappointment um he's not sarcasm's hard to do on a podcast and i'm probably gonna do less of it going through okay great but that's just me good 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 (laughs) 
This is my favorite part, and I completely forgotten about it till today. It's all my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, this is standard for me. Lord Darnley thinks that Mary, who is pregnant with his kid, is having an of affair. She is. Yeah, is having an affair with her secretary. Oh come on, David Rizzio, and this is like her, like Mary's confidant, her person, you know, right hand man. Mm-hmm. And Lord Darnley's like. Mm, they are doing it. And so he, instead of being like, hey, wife, are you doing it with this guy? And she's like, no, this is your baby. And he's like, cool, I trust you. He has David Rizzio murdered in front of her at dinner. Just like, that's like he's that's like standing much. back there and like the people he, he is like much. just sent them. Yeah. And she's pregnant. And she's like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's Who just. Who does that at di- what? what? Right. At dinner. That's, that's every the part, worst of, it is, part of it. Yeah. Well, the murdered part is probably that's the worst the, part. That's of the it. most. I, no, I will admit that is the most shocking part of it. Right. Like you tell me, like, oh yeah, King Consort thought his wife was sleeping with this person, so he had him murdered. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes. Yeah. That seems about right in the time. But you said at dinner in front of her, I'm like, okay, hold on, who is this Nero? Like that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. okay. Their marriage is obviously falling apart. They have been married for less than a year. Mm-hmm. Mary has their son, James, in 1566. Oh, James. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then Mary calls this meeting to discuss the problem of Darnley. And it is just her and all her advisors being like, well, <laughs> we can't divorce him because we're Catholic and that's our thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing that went down with Henry VIII. That is why they're not Catholic anymore. And that's mm-hmm. a whole big deal. So we're not going to divorce him. What else do we do? And Mary's like, be cool, everybody. Be cool. But of course, Darnley hears about this meeting and like pieces out for Glasgow. He's like, I'm going to go stay with my friends upstate. I don't I don't want to be around this right now. That's and, fair. Yeah. And Christmas of 1566, he spends away from Mary. And then in January, Mary's like, hey, you're my husband. Come back to Edinburgh. Let's see if we can work this thing out. And so he comes back, but he's he's been sick all this, the whole Christmas season. So he's, st- he's staying with his friend at uh, Kirkafield Estate in Edinburgh. And she's visiting him every day. They're like going back and forth. They're talking. Things are looking good. On February 9th, 1567, Mary goes to a wedding for, like, I think somebody who worked for her. I'm not sure. And while Mary is at the wedding, partying all night, Kirkafield explodes. The place he is just, staying... Just blows up. Blows up. Explodes. Okay. That, I, I'm not even okay, going to lie, that on. took me a second. Because yeah. at first you said Kirkafield, and for a second I was like, that's one of the people. And then she no. said, explodes. And she said, did a person blow up? And I said, wait, yeah. no, 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 that's literally the place where he was. His The place he was staying blew up. Okay. Okay, right. so knowing that... Sorry, I should have done that better. Kirkafield is the place he's staying. So, okay, so in your head, remember, he's staying at Kirkafield. Mm -hmm. This is where Lord Darnley is. Mm -hmm. Kirkafield explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Explosions! Are we supposed to make fun of that? (laughs) It's... Okay, listen, if it, no, you're right. if it hasn't been it. too I'm, soon... You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Can't be too soon at this So, point. like, Lord Darnley, like, stumbles out naked. The building is on fire. Like, somebody smothers him. Like, he was apparently smothered to death. The explosion did not kill this idiot. And he's, like, found out in the garden, smothered to death with, like, the smoldering what? house behind him. Like, yeah, there were no signs of strangulation on him, but apparently he had been, like, smothered to death. What? Yeah. So... Who do you think did it? Yeah, she probably had yeah, him killed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? 
And then she was like, hey, blow up the place <laughs> and make sure you have somebody nearby just in case somehow this... <laughs> this, this dude stumbles out. This, <laughs> this little turd with nine lives manages to make it out. Make sure you finish the deal because I'm not, I'm not brokering <laughs> anything other than him being dead. This is also one of my favorite things is that Elizabeth writes a letter to Mary that's like, hey, um, I don't think this, but like... I, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't tell you what everybody's talking about. Everybody thinks you did. I don't th- I don't think you did it. But like everybody, that's what the, everybody's saying that you did, did it. it. Yeah. Because she did. Right. Uh, and <laughs> probably not by herself, Earl of Bothwell's, mm-hmm. who came to her defense when she was like doing the honeymoon runaround, but not in like a fun way and like a war sort of way. Yeah. Um, not in a union building kind of way for sure. Yeah. Everybody's like. That that dude super did it because like he had it pretty bad for Mary. Everybody knew she wanted out, and he was like a way to get out. You know, like for sure. Yeah, it's like the OJ of the day. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. Everybody gets it. And just like the OJ of the day, Bothwell goes to trial and is acquitted. A week after, the, Darnley is not cold in the ground. Mm-hmm. He is still smoldering mm-hmm. when uh, Bothwell gets his buddies together and is like, "Hey." I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for Mary. I'm gonna shoot my shot. Right, right. You guys with me? And they're like, yeah, totally. So okay. Go no, ahead. they're just like supporting him politically okay. and militarily okay. and stuff. Um, bringing in their serfs to mm. fight. I don't. Dude, I didn't research the time, the yeah. structures of it. I just. Um, so this is the part that's like kind of gross and garbagey, but maybe romantic. Uh, the murder on. February 9th, April 24th, Bothwell abducts Mary or possibly elopes with her. Okay. There, we do not know mm-hmm. how into it she was. We know that the two of them disappeared in the night and then they were married the next. Well, that's not true. April 24th, steal away in the night. May 3rd, Bothwell divorces his wife, mm-hmm. which uh, he still I thought, had. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. Right. Uh, And so he's Protestant and Ah, he's doing the like Protestant divorcing his wife. And then May 15th, him and Mary get married in like a Protestant ceremony. Uh huh. But Scotland's still super Catholic and they're like, not cool. Also, that guy definitely murdered your husband. Mm -hmm. Like for sure, definitely murdered him. And Mary's like, I don't, he's my husband now. He's the, how could he murder my husband when he is my husband? I don't know what you said. The math, the math is not there. (laughs) Yes. And so that's like basically the start of her downfall. Um, much, it's just so tough to see a good woman get pulled down by a man. It's like a, she had him killed though. (laughs) Well, she had the first one, the second one, you know, Oh, but the second one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is like all downhill for Mary. She escapes to England and is like, Elizabeth, help me get my throne back. And Elizabeth's like, I'm super busy for the next like 40 years. Can you do 41? Like, yeah. uh, and I so can, Elizabeth, I can give like, exile. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, like, puts her in jail and there's like these like forged letters that somebody wrote. And Mary's like, it's not me. And everybody's like, it's totally you. And then historians are like, it was not her. Uh-huh. Um, her life is just like being sad. And then like eventually Mary is like imprisoned. And then Elizabeth like st- has her executed in 1587, which is a real bummer since they were as far as I can tell, Mary was her best friend. She mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of female friends. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. 
Uh, it's actually sadder for Mary who got executed. I don't mean to tip it. my hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this was the strangest thing. So, like, the whole life, Elizabeth's like, Mary's the hot one. I'm just like, you know, I have to hold on to my power. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth has her executed. And, like, after they behead her, the executioner holds up the, like, he- her Mary's head by her, like, long, beautiful red hair and is like, God save the queen. And then... The hair comes off in his hand and the head falls down and it was a wig. And Mary had this like short, like Judy Dench gray hair huh. underneath her wig. Huh. And I just wonder if Elizabeth was like, oh, I don't have any hair. She only had a little bit of hair. Maybe we weren't so different after all. Oh, or maybe that, that Elizabeth sad, was like, frankly, but, yeah. maybe Elizabeth was like, she still had hair? What? That's... And I'm bald. That makes her the hot one now. Eventually, I feel like Mary gets the last laugh because her son, her and Darnley's son, Mm -hmm. Darnley, scrub Darnley, his blood sat on the throne of England. Yep. Was Elizabeth's actual heir. So he's James VI of Scotland, but also James I of England. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the story of the exploding king consort. I, I... Now that we have clarified it, I did not know at any time that story. I knew stuff around it. I knew <laughs> I knew of the rivalry between the two queens. Yeah. I knew that Queen of Scots had grown up in Scotland and got next out to France and then she came back. Yeah. Didn't know about the rest of that. Didn't know about the exploding the house, the smothering, the second husband, the eloping. The you didn't know about the, the what? The, the exploding house. Yes, exploding the ex- house. The exploding house. Yes, yes. The exploding house. And so, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that, that, that's dope. I'm in. Yeah. Nah, I care. I, Percent? Uh, <laughs> 95, I don't know. Great, like, perfect, I, I 95, care. I'll take I it. Yeah. yeah, great. As soon as you said American Wisconsin, I was like, I'm sure I'm going to care about it. I, I almost right. started north of 50, and then only reason it's because I was like, I technically don't know what she's talking about. I can't really care about a thing that I don't know what she's talking about. But that's fair. I think that's a, good, I find out, that's a good ground rule. Yeah. We have our first ground rule. Yeah, if I don't know what you're talking about, the best I can give you is 50. That's good. That's hey, we did it. We did a thing. A this is a podcast, so since you guys couldn't see, we just high-fived. It wasn't just me doing a single clap. That was David doing a single no, clap. No, that was another high five because we were very buddies. You know what? You choose what you believe. <laughs> Unbelievable. David, what is one thing you cared about this week that you think people should look up? I don't know. You first. You go first. Mark Zuckerberg. The Mark Zuckerberg hearings. I was so ready to go in and be like, I hate this guy. He is irresponsible and he's still Jesse Eisenberg in his dorm room. And then he sat down and I was like, oh, he's a person. And then I felt bad about it. But the longer longer I watched the hearings, the more I was like, oh, my gosh, the people who are making the laws about Facebook have no idea what Facebook is. They talked about ads for like 45 minutes minimum. And then, then Orrin Hatch was like, so uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, how do you make money off of Facebook? And Mark Zuckerberg, we run ads, Senator. It was amazing. I am all about that this week. What about you? <sighs> Mine's a bummer. Cause the only thing you made me go first. That's true. You're going to end it on a downer. I didn't, I didn't, no, I'm not going to end on a downer, but I am going to end with the honest answer, which is, you know, uh, read, read cases this week all about how, honestly, some prisons, really crappy provision of care. Bad. And, you know, you know these things. No one wants to go to prison, and everybody should try to avoid going to prison. But then when you read some of the stuff, it's like, man, we are not doing a good job or a fair or 
you know, acceptable job of yeah. in, in so many places. Not everywhere. There we way, said, like, there, I bet there are very nice prisons in Massachusetts where Martha yeah, Stewart like went to jail. Yeah, like, there are way too, there's just way too many examples of places of, of, of people being kept in prison in conditions that are actually not okay. So that's been on my mind quite a bit. And, you know, if you're talking about things people should go look up, yeah. Give them a specific one. Uh, I mean, we had the problem here a couple years ago with the jails in, what was it, Harris County? They just didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. In the Texas summer. Just, yeah. Just wasn't a thing. So that, I mean, come on. You got yeah. It. So um, that's just one example and the one that's, that's like in the front of my head. So yeah, I, that, that's the thing I care about. People should go check it out. Yeah. Read about it. All right. So we need a sign off. We do need a sign off. Um, and as always. Well, hopefully you cared. We do. Oh, that's good. And if you don't, maybe you will next week. And until then, bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, bye, guys. (laughs) Until then. Until then. Bye, guys. As always, if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? This is Walter Cronkite (laughs) signing off. Yeah, his famous sign-off. This is Walter Cronkite signing off. Well, what? Didn't he have a famous sign-off? Yeah, wasn't. Who's good night and good luck? Maybe that's Walter Cronkite. I don't, I don't think it is Walter Cronkite's I know George Luke, George Clooney's in the movie. You almost said George Lucas. No, I said I almost said George Looney. George which Looney. Is <laughs> no one, and I can't believe I besmirched him. Well, like I said, this this is good. Um, as always, this is good. As always, this is good. Uh, well, I care. She cares. Maybe you care. Hopefully you care. If you don't this care, this is too many words. You care. <laughs> and hopefully you care next time. Ensure a care. Yes. Until next time. <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> oh my god. Leslie Odom Jr. That's amazing. Leslie Odom Jr. just came in. Thanks to Will Chamberlain. Thanks to Mary Queen of Scots. Thanks to Queen Elizabeth I of England. Yeah. Thanks to our first guest producer, Alyssa. And thanks to all of you. And until next time, continue to figure out what you care about. Because we care. And this is Smooth Jazz 103.9. Stop it. I can't. It's so funny. And until next time, care. Keep caring. Carry on. Keep caring or don't. We, we care. scare because we care. There should be something. Take care. Leave care. No. Take a care. No, this is a problem. Take No. Take a care, leave a no, care. Absolutely not. No, it could be something like, you know, today we today we both cared. Hopefully you care. Carry you on. Um My wayward son. If you if you care about this podcast, then Oh. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Um, I haven't figured out any of that yet, but... We care about our sponsors. It's Casper Mattress. It's Tommy John, but also maybe MeUndies. Um, it's uh, yeah. Harry's Razors. Uh, is that who it is? I think it's Occam's Razor. We need to sign off. Although there's a bunch of them in there now. <laughs> we should... I'll just chop them together. And as always, we'll figure out our catchphrase in time for next week. Yeah, the first time. I think we liked it, so we'll probably try it again. And as always, I should have said that the one thing I cared about was Beyonce at Coachella. Oh, now we can't talk about it! Okay, well, until next time, now that's a thing that I'm caring about. Goodbye.